today on the Tearsheet Podcast. Yeah, interesting, right? Um, it was, you know, it was some trepidation for everybody, right, with what what were the implications of COVID. Um, but for us, you're right, in particular in this in this payments world, you know, the digital nature of it. Uh, we've done nothing but explode since then. Um, we have, you know, of course, clients that are, um, you know, very much looking for virtual solutions, very much looking for wearables and contactless. Um, even, you know, the basic gift and incentive market is taking off, right? Because, you know, people want to help others, right? So we've seen that in the past, and that's been true through this um, sort of crazy time is that we've seen volumes increase and we've seen demand um, in the digital space increase. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Zach Miller. Launching a new firm in the face of this global crisis takes fortitude. Timing couldn't be worse, or could it? Demand for different types of digital payments is ramping. That's a space Colo plays in. A bit like Marketa, a bit like Fiserv, the company was launched by a team with a lot of payments industry experience to be a next generation B2B payments hub and an all-in-one payment solution. CEO Patricia Montesi joins us on the podcast to talk about building and launching a payments firm in the midst of the COVID crisis, and the challenges and opportunities presented by this time. We drilled down into Colo's capabilities, and she describes how firms are using its API to bring payments in-house. Colo is going global from its inception, and Patricia talks about the need to build cross-border capabilities. Patricia Montesi, my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast. Hi, I'm Patricia Montesi. I am founder and CEO of Colo. Colo is the B2B payments hub for the new economy. We were founded in 2018. Um, we are um, an all-in-one payments hub uh, geared towards uh, and designed for the new economy companies where we focus on things like gig worker payouts and neo-banking industries and anything that's you know sort of post-2010 um, where the new economy has really exploded in terms of technology. Uh, we actually have built and designed our platform to accommodate and optimize for these types of businesses. So, so much to unpack there and congratulations on your launch. Um, let's start with, with your personal background, Patricia. Like, can you take us back, like sort of how you, how you got to Colo and what the, what the Genesis story was? Sure. So I started in payments in 2003 at a little company called Wildcard Systems. So it was the first built for purpose open loop prepaid system. And it was there that I met my three founders, my partners for Colo. Um, so we've worked together um, at big and small uh, companies over the years in the payments world in every aspect. We've sat in the chairs of uh, processors. We've sat in the chairs of program managers. We've been consultants. Um, and together, you know, we were always professionally and, and personal colleagues throughout this journey in payments. And, you know, two years ago, we saw and felt that there was a large swath of markets being underserved, uh, particularly in the new economy, but um, elsewhere as well in the B2B space. Uh, where the consumer side had sort of taken off and, 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 the, and the corporate B2B section was left behind. And so we were sort of frustrated trying to find solutions, either you know, for our companies or for our clients. And we got together and said, well, there is no one platform that can do everything we want. So we either have to go with a legacy player um, who has fragmented offerings, or we have to stitch together ecosystems. But then that's leaving someone else to manage those vendors and understand payments and regulatory landscapes. So we decided that uh, it was our time and it was our time to put together a platform that could do all of these things uh, seamlessly, uh, quicker and at a better cost. 
Amazing. And I guess you, you, you couldn't have picked a better time to launch a, a startup. And actually, I mean that, um, like from what we've seen, like payment volumes, obviously digital payment volumes are, are, are up across the industry. Um, can you talk about just how that timing worked out? Yeah, interesting, right? Um, it was, you know, it was some trepidation for everybody, right? With what, what were the implications of COVID? Um, but for us, you're right, in particular in this, in this payments world, you know, the digital nature of it, uh, we've done nothing but explode since then. Um, we have, you know, of course, clients that are, um, you know, very much looking for virtual solutions, very much looking for wearables and contactless. Um, even, you know, the basic gift and incentive market is taking off, right? Because, you know, people want to help others, right? So we've seen that in the past, and that's been true through this um, sort of crazy time is that we've seen volumes increase and we've seen demand um, in the digital space increase versus um, now there have been, you know, it's interesting to continue to hire, you know, we've doubled our staff during COVID. Um, we're fortunate that we have a, a, a brilliant handpicked team that's all through our, you know, network of 20 years of working in this space. Um, and we're used to working remotely. So I think that's positive. Um, but it has, you know, it has brought its challenges, right, where our first all hands is Zoom meeting, right. So it's, it's been an interesting time. But you know, fortunately for us, it's, it's been, you know, positive in terms of growth. Had there been challenges, um, I guess, outside the, the organiza- outside of organizational challenges, I don't know, getting the attention of potential partners, clients, are there other challenges you can point to, to, you know, to, that have derived from launching during this time period? Yeah, I think certainly in some sectors that were, you know, likely hit the hardest, you know, that where there's people that are serving restaurant space, um, you know, some of those, some of those players have hit pause. Uh, while they figure things out, um, uh, but but many others, I think I would say the opposite, where the demand has been, let's go faster, not slower. Um, the first client that we launched live, literally, you know, two days after sort of the lockdown started happening, you know, he called me and said, I want to move faster, not slower. Um, so we've seen a lot of um, people wanting to uh, get out and launch, and you know, they're coming to Colo because we we are you know we are quick to market and we are agile. And so it's been working well uh, from that perspective. So I know you mentioned a couple of use cases um, in your intro to Colo. Um, can we talk about some of those? If you can name clients by name, uh, if you can't, we obviously we understand. Uh, but can you talk about, I guess, sort of how, how Colo, I guess, how the rubber meets the road and um, talk about some of those use cases that you guys are powering? Yeah, sure. And so our platform, when I say it's all in one, I mean, I think that what we found was we didn't, we didn't want to have a platform where you could get 90% of the functionality you needed, but you needed to bring in a, another supplier to do that, right? And and we we wanted to, if you needed to uh, accept a payment and move money in, you wanted to transfer money in between um, in a very flexible manner on a, on a ledger system, we could do that. If you wanted to disperse and pay out, we wanted to bring all of that together uh, via a single API set. And you know that use case has resonated um, a lot with many um, players that anywhere speed of pay, cost of pay, um, complexities come into account. Where there's multiple parties, you know, things that are beyond uh, a single plugin. Where it's you know complexities, um, you know, make it challenging t- to have a smooth and seamless payments experience. Those are the use cases where we've found the most traction, and those are. They can be, they run the spectrum. They can be, we actually have um, a gift and corporate incentive customer that loved us for our time to market and our platform and the ease of use of our platform, but also loved the fact that we brought some innovation to the table. And um, we can't announce that right now, but we will be announcing it shortly. We're, we have an industry first that we're doing with, our, with this partner 
Um, and it's because we're, a, you know, ground up designed in 2018 platform, right? So that's one use case where we're going to be able to do something different than anyone else in the market. Um, then there's other, um, you know, international and global disbursements, right? All these new economy companies and the marketplaces and the gig workers, um, people who have, you know, global disbursement needs that include cross-border and high dollar amounts. Those use cases, we're seeing tons of traction in. Uh, we've put together the platform that can, you know, really do uh, some really amazing things from speed to market and timing of payment uh, for cross-border at very low cost. Um, so we've got multi-currency cards, so it's the same currency settlement. Um, and we're able to facilitate these payments in a quicker way than some of the category leaders today. And we're also able to share um, a lot more of the economics. And I think, you know, our bent on the commercial model has, you know, really taken on a, um, a view towards letting the clients own their PL, letting the clients take control of their destiny. Uh, we have one client um, that basically his quote to me was, will you let me be my own PayPal? Hmm. Um, so it's, it's an interesting thing where, where payments are strategic part of your business. We want those people to ultimately own the P&L and everything that comes with that. And that's what we enable. Um, but we're also program managers. So we actually have uh, some clients who, you know, it's, it's maybe less strategic for them from a payments perspective, but they still have a lot of pain um, and inefficiencies but they don't want to manage it. And so we offer that service as well. And we kind of offer some things in between uh, where we get you to market with our expertise because we know how to launch these programs. And then we train you up and actually transition it over. Um, so those, those, hopefully that uh, gives you a little bit more insights into our use cases and, and where Colo comes into play. Definitely. And can you talk to us a little bit about the decision to go global? It sounds like almost from, from day one, how important that was. Um, and how you, how you arrived at that decision? Uh, for us, it was table stakes. I mean, we, uh, the, the four founders um, together, we've launched over seven um, payments and loyalty platforms over the course of our careers. Um, and so we've seen the pitfalls where you don't design with the end in mind, where you, you know, have to cobble things together later or bolt things on. And so it was with that view that we put together a global platform. Um, and even from the standpoint of, of, you know, payments and currencies, everything is, uh, we can, you know, loyalty can be a currency, uh, cryptocurrency can be a currency, like everything on our system is flexible enough to um, treat things, um, you know, from a system perspective, uh, similarly. Got it. And, and you also, you mentioned this client who, who said they wanted to build their own PayPal um, or be their own PayPal. Can you talk about, I guess, the trend uh, towards managing payments in-house? And, and, and I guess what kind of customers are looking to do that? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, one example is that, you know, we have a freelance marketplace, right? Again, where paying people is part of their core business, right? And I think, you know, the technology advances have made it easier and easier for people to, you know, you know quote unquote, embed certain things, right? Like the payments in their platforms, but where it's strategic um, and where it's complicated it's still difficult for people to do without someone like Colo. Um, so I do, I do see the trend of uh, the embedded payments and embedded finance. And I think it's frustration, right? I think it's, you know, okay, I can continue, you know, five, 10 years ago, I had offerings where I could, you know, pay someone else um, two, 3% and have it taken care of. And, you know, over time and, and with the advances in technology, you know, people are scratching their heads and looking for, um, new revenue streams and new ways to um, take advantage of the technology. And so that's one of the things that 
we you know talk about with Kobo is that you know we will let you own your PL. Um, we're very different from traditional program managers um, that take shares of revenue. Um, we have a, a really unique commercial structure uh, that enables people to do that. So when I first heard the the the, the name Colo, like I immediately thought colocation. I don't think it means that. Can you talk a little bit about the naming convention where and what the idea was behind it? Yeah, it was with a, a dual lens. Uh, Colo stands for Quality of Life Organization, and it was to you know ensure that our clients had quality of life, and we removed friction from the the payments world, right? And a lot of that was born out of us, you know, the founders and I being being consultants with people that were just super frustrated with the offerings out there, and you know the back office people and the reconciliation headaches, and it's you know it's like you know they see Venmo out there and they're like, why can't my you know corporate life be like this this easy? Hmm. Um, so it was about you know removing friction for our clients, but it was also about um, the four of us coming together and doing something that we love, and this is sort of the labor of love for us. Um, and we've extended that to all of the, the folks that we've hired are, you know, people we worked with for 10, 15 years in payments. And so for us, it was like, we want to do what we love. We want to work with people we respect and trust. And, you know, that extends to our clients as well. Got it. And Patricia, can you help me understand better? Um, you, you mentioned sort of that, that Colo, is like the, one of the main differentiators is that you, you've brought all the ecosystems together into one solutions provider. So people don't need to cobble um, other solutions together. Can you sort of just talk about where you fit in vis-a-vis -vis some of the other players in the, in the market and sort of like what they do well, and I guess how you would, how you see it, how you see Colo competing with them? Sure. And I think that there's a couple of things, right? So a lot of the, the, the legacy providers out there have through M&A um, acquired all of the capabilities that we're saying we're ha we have, right? And, 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 and that's, that's good, but that also means, um, frankly, that you have, you know, fragmented offerings sitting on different platforms, sometimes being managed by different um, business development and support mm -hmm. teams. Um, so you can have it under one roof, but it really isn't on one platform. Um, whereas we brought it all together. And now certainly there are, you know, more modern processors out there that, um, you know, you know, say that they have the same capabilities as well. But where Colo is different, and, and I think this is important, is, you know, modern processor, you know, modern being 10 years ago, is it's I'm, I, I, I like in technology years to dog years, right? It's in these days, uh, 10 years ago, is a lifetime ago, right? That was before Uber, that was before DoorDash. Um, so the whole world has changed and we actually have the platform that was designed with all of that in mind. Um, so we, we think that's a, a, a true advantage to, you know, what, what, what is really modern and what is really now. Got it. And can we talk a little bit about so we have the official launch today. Um, can we talk about, I guess, what your go-to-market strategy is, um, how, how you're getting in front of you know, potential clients and partners? Yeah, sure. I mean, we have, um, because, we've, because we're, we're older and we've been, <laughs> we've been around the, the industry for 20 years, we have a, a large uh, network um, to call upon, right? So we've had a ton of organic things that have occurred with us through our own connections, um, through our partners, um, our bank partners, our international uh, cross-border partners. Um, so we've had a lot of um, just sort of organic, you know, these are the people that we're working with and, and we collaborate with them and we come up with solutions and, and the pipeline has just, I mean, frankly, been, been crazy um, in terms of busy um, and demand. So I think, you know, we have, you know, we, we have invested in business development and we're, we're doing that as well. And, and that's more with the lens of, you know, 
targeting specific verticals. Um, but a lot of the things have just become, you know, come through our, our, our connections and people who know us and people who see our names and understand our backgrounds and, and get that, you know, we're more than credible from a, a payments expertise standpoint. That makes, that makes a lot of sense and obviously plays to your strengths of, of your experience in the industry. Um, I guess in the remaining time we have, um, I'm curious about um, product pipeline. It sounds like you've launched with a pretty robust set of, of capabilities and different use cases. Like, How are you thinking about uh, the maturation of the product over the, say, the next 12 months? Yeah, I mean, we are, um, you know, we're, we're, we're very agile and we're, we've been building out our capabilities um, to the pipeline demand, right? And so we, you know, constantly adjust and pivot and, and reprioritize. Um, but the core of our platform, uh, like I said, is it, it is out there and live today, right? I think we're moving and we'll be announcing shortly um, some global um, international uh, capabilities and, um, you know, we'll continue to work on expanding internationally, whether it's, you know, from, uh, you know, banking partners outside the U.S. Or, um, or, or some sort of, you know, licensed entity outside the U.S. Those are the types of things that will sort of move down the path over the next six to 12 months. Um, but, yeah, you know, I would say that most of the, the core stuff has, has, has been baked in already. Um, we started this in 2018. We brought a lot of existing assets to the table. Uh, from a software and development perspective. Um, so we feel pretty good about the, the robustness of our current capabilities. I lied about that being the last question. I have one last question. Um, your biggest challenges as, as, as a leader um, taking this thing forward? You know, it's funny. We did, uh, we re relaunched our, our website the other day and, and we did a Zoom picture to put a, of, of the all hands to put on our website. And it's, uh, near and dear to my heart to look at that picture and think about the people that have, you know, decided to leave, you know, very fruitful um, careers uh, to come and join Colo. And so I look at it as um, with pride um, and with seriousness that, you know, we are um, all pumped up about this. We are one of the most talented teams in payments. I would put my team up against anyone. Um, and so it's, you know, for me, it's all about how do I, how do I as a leader make sure that we continue to succeed and make sure that these people made the right decision when they you know, left their jobs and they came to work for Colo. So I take that very, uh, very seriously. Um, but at the same time, we all came together to enjoy what we do and to hit it out of the park and to have fun. And that's a big part of the culture of Colo. Trisha, thank you for joining us on the Tearsheet Podcast today. My pleasure, thank you.